It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in. To the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to dive into some reports coming out of spring training about a couple of different players and, you know, other general shenanigans that come with the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we jump into that, though, make sure you are subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Also check out LockedOnReds.com, the blog for even more content. Clay Snowden had a piece up just a couple of days ago looking at how he believes who will be the third best starter for the Reds because we, we pretty much know it's going to be Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo at the top. He has an interesting idea for the third spot. That's something that we're going to break down a lot more throughout spring training here on the podcast, but he had some good thoughts there. So before we jump into the focus topic and all of that good stuff, there are a couple of headlines, just little things to get to. The first real actual news thing is that the Reds announced the Grand Marshal for the Finley Market Opening Day Parade will be Marty Brenneman. That probably surprised none of you. He is being inducted to the Reds Hall of Fame this season, and that induction ceremony will be on April 26th, the game before, it's a Sunday game before the Reds and Diamondbacks square off, but This just continues really what's been a year and a half of Marty, but he will be the Grand Marshal for the opening day parade. The opening day parade begins at noon on March 26th. The other headline of note, and this is more of a rumor, more of a also this happened this offseason. There have been reports coming out. Different websites have talked about it, and Red Leg Nation kind of detailed it a little bit too, that the Red Sox and Padres were discussing a deal that would involve the Padres sending Will Myers to Boston. For some reason, the Reds were also looped into this, you know, hypothetical deal by saying that Nixon Zell would be heading to San Diego. Now, there's there's a couple of things here that lead me to believe that this isn't that big of a deal, but at least something worth noting in that, yes, they talked about this sort of thing, and apparently there are reports from people who are close to the organizations involved that confirm that there were at least talks 
about this sort of thing. Here's the deal, though. There was no report of any rumored return for the Reds. There really wasn't even a report of who the Red Sox would be giving up. Now, there's a lot of things that don't make sense here. Obviously, number one, it doesn't make sense for the Reds to trade Nick Senzel and for there to be no other big name coming back to the Reds. Just don't see the point in that at all. And then the other thing is, why on earth would the Red Sox be trading for Will Myers? Will Myers has a bloated contract, absolutely phenomenally large, and he's not that great of a player. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good baseball player, but it's not like he's amazing. So I don't know exactly why the Reds are being linked in this deal, and I'm glad that it was kind of one of those, like, you know, uh, looking back on things sort of rumor. But anyway, just thought I'd put it out there. I think the the deal itself that was reported, the half a deal that was reported, kind of sucks. So I'm glad that it's just a rumor. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? And that brings us to our focus topic of the day. We're going to be looking at two guys. We're going to be looking at Shogo, and we're going to be looking at Freddie Galvis. Before I do that, though, I want to give a shout-out to today's presenting sponsor, bringing the Locked On Reds podcast to you this day. I mean, obviously, I'm talking here. You know, I'm the host or whatever, but our presenting sponsor today is Arizona Tourism. If you haven't already done so, I mean, everyone's there. The players are there. The coaches are there. They're getting ready. The first spring training game is Saturday. It's only a couple of days away. If you're looking for a last-minute way to get to Goodyear, then you can do no better than Arizona.com slash spring training. You can get your tickets in one place, your flight, your hotel, all that good stuff. They've got itineraries for different excursions you can take because there's so much to do in and around the area of Phoenix. I mean, you've got all 15 major league ball clubs in the Cactus League in their 10 ballparks and all that good stuff. But you've also got amazing landscapes with, you know, you're not that far from the Grand Canyon, some really awesome places like Tombstone, Arizona. I mean, I'm a huge cowboy fan. That would be amazing for me. Cowboys as in Westerns, not as in the football team. But then there's also like great breweries. The brewery scene in Phoenix is awesome from all reports. I haven't checked it out. One thing that I'd love to do and that, you know, do, Anyway, we'll talk about that thought that I just had in a minute. But visit Arizona.com. I'm, I'm way off rails on this ad. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go there and book your trip to Goodyear today. All right, so let's dive in. Let, let's take a look at our friend, our new friend, Shogo. Because there's been a, multiple articles that were written about him. And I believe it was yesterday, both on MLB.com and in the Cincinnati Enquirer by Bobby Nightingale. But looking at his unique approach, because one of the things they highlighted was the way that he takes BP in spring training. He's up there. He's hitting the ball to center field. He's hitting the ball to left field. And for those of you who don't know, he's a left-handed batter. So he's going the other way as much as he possibly can. He's hitting it up the middle as much as he possibly can. They said that he's not pulling the ball at all. And, you know, you get guys up there like Moose and Nicholas Castellanos, and they're just roping balls into right field, just taking them for a ride, tape measure drives, and Aristides Aquino as well, just pulling the ball like crazy. And then Shogo 
gets up there and uses his BP to work on his control, work on the bat control that he has. And that just highlights the different player that Shogo is compared to most players in Major League Baseball right now. The big thing now is launch angle and exit velocity, just power, how much you put on the ball and how far you can drive it. Shogo's not wired that way. Shogo is going to put him where the defense ain't. He's going to be a shift buster. There's not going to be a whole lot of shifts, or if there are shifts against him, they're going to change quite a bit. I don't foresee most teams shifting against him because he knows how to put the ball in the gap. He knows how to find where that defender isn't, and that's where the ball is going to go. You know, it's funny because David Bell was a Mariner whenever Ichiro Suzuki came over to the Mariners back in 2001. He was talking about that. He said that Lou Pinello was actually kind of concerned because Ichiro never pulled the ball during spring training. But then all of a sudden the season starts and Ichiro just starts going crazy. So I think they they have full confidence in Shogo knows the approach that he wants to take in BP to get himself ready for the season. Really looking forward to him being there at the top of the lineup. I I, I really think that he's going to fit well as the leadoff guy. I I think that's the, the way to go with this. And then the other thing that I noticed was the chatter about Freddie Galvis. And I want to get to that here in just a moment. But first, the Fantasy Minute for February 20th, we're going to focus on the brand new red Nicholas Castellanos. He is currently rated as one of the top 25 best outfielders in fantasy baseball. That's amongst everyone, not just National League, not just, you know, whatever. He's top 25 outfield. He's actually rated in the top 60 overall players. So he's going to be a guy that you're getting kind of in the early to mid rounds, you know, they're probably about the sixth round, fifth or sixth round, something like that. Uh, But his production, I think, will be a lot better. And a part of that is the ballpark factor. Now I get it. There's some, there's some folks that like the, you know, poo poo, the whole idea of a hitter or at least a good hitter coming to great American ballpark and seeing an uptick in his numbers. I think Nicholas Castellanos is going to see an uptick in homers. We're going to see an uptick in power. And that overall is just going to raise his fantasy profile. He's a guy you can count on. I I probably wouldn't say he's a guy to count on to anchor your outfield. Probably your number two outfielder. If you're looking for a really stud. When it comes to fantasy, I'm a hitter heavy guy. Like, I feel like you can stream pitchers pretty well. I love streaming pitchers anyway. That's that's kind of my plan when I play fantasy. But when it comes to hitters, he's a guy that would be a great number two outfield spot. Or if you have a really strong infield, I think I'd be okay with him being your anchor in the outfield. Nonetheless, you're looking at a top 25 guy. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. Nicholas Castellanos worth targeting in your fantasy drafts. And that and that's the Fantasy Minute brought to you by League. Kamish, what are you doing for the game? Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the statner, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition fan, we all have our place in the sports world. 
The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's an easy sign-up process. Just select your preferences. You get matched and approve of that match before any commitment happens on your end. Sign up with the League Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering the code Locked On in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code Locked On receive their first match totally free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. And something that was posted on MLB.com as well was looking at Freddie Galvis and how for most of the offseason, everyone was saying, wow, they got to they gotta upgrade a shortstop, man. They got to get a better shortstop. But the fact that the Reds kind of took a look at that, and I think based on the opportunity cost, whether – I mean, I know that I, I talked about, you know – Pay or you know spare no expense. Get Francisco Lindor. Get those guys. Maybe they were asking for absolutely too much, and I can respect the fact that the Reds didn't mortgage their farm system. I know I advocated for that. I I I was on the I was on the lead front there. You know I wanted them to mortgage their future, but guess what? They didn't. Which means that they're smarter than me. Which is is why they are running the team, and I'm not. But the the article that Mark Sheldon had was talking about Freddie Galvis. It had some really good quotes by Freddie. And I mean, you know, spring training is a very easy time of year for players to sound and, and say all the right things and sound like, you know, they know exactly where they're supposed to be. But I appreciated what Galvis had to say. He said, you know, that's always going to happen. This is a quote from Galvis, you know, quote, that's always going to happen. A team will try to move pieces and stuff like that. I control what I control. I was just practicing and trying to get ready for the season. I had my mind on here. And I really like it. You know, it's obvious you don't have to be a stat head to understand that Freddie Galvis's numbers don't necessarily match up with what the Reds are really hoping for this year. His career on base is less than 300 which isn't great. The Reds really need some on-base guys. They need the guys out there for Moose and Suarez to bring around and bring in. They need everybody to be on base. Galvis understands that. He says, and this is word for word, the quote from the article, if there's one thing I need to work on, it's to be on base a little bit more and cut down on strikeouts. He's averaged over 146 strikeouts over the past two seasons. That's, that's not great. He also continued to say, he said, I will try to be on base more for the other guys. It's something I'm focused on for the days I've been here. That's the plan at spring training. So he gets it. He understands it. That, that's really all I need to know. I mean, we're not going to belabor every single at-bat that he has in spring training and say, well, you know, he shouldn't have swung at that. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some people that do that. I'm not going to do that. We're not looking at spring training statistics and trying to base the entire season off of that. Got us in trouble with Scott Schebler last year. Not going to do it again this year. But um, it's nice to see that Freddie Galvis understands 
at, at least to the point that it's healthy for him to grow as a player, but he understands the perception of his body of work. One of the reasons, and Chad Dotson has said this a lot on the Red Leg Nation podcast, is the reason that everyone was kind of a little cautious to hand the reins to Freddie Galvis is that Galvis's career has been spent on non-playoff teams, and the Reds are looking to make the playoffs in 2020. So you need those guys. I think they've added those guys with Moose and Wade Miley. And, I mean, Shogo's not been a major league player, but he's had success in Japan. He knows what he's doing. I think they've added those guys and can elevate some of the other guys on this team that don't have that experience. And I think that's a very key thing. So I think that, at least to start, I'm okay with Freddie Galvis being the shortstop given the other moves that have been made. We'll see if the Reds need to reassess at the deadline. But, yeah, for now, I like it. Anyway, that's going to do it for it us today here on the Lockdown Reds Podcast. Tomorrow, Mo Egger, friend of the podcast, returns to the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, this has been the Lockdown Reds Podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.